Oh, I'm just, I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy. Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. You're listening to it. We're back. I'm so freaking pleased to be back on the board. Um, it's been a while, man. It's been way too long. We're going to get Lloyd on in here in a minute, and we are doing this today. We're pushing on another episode. We're back. Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. Um, it's going to be some more programming coming up. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Tom's not with us today, but he hasn't gone anywhere. He's still part of this. He's going to be back in the future episodes. Uh, we're not letting Tom get away. And uh, it's just all good, man. We're back. I'm so freaking happy to be back. Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. We'll be with you in one minute. Hey, there he is. <laughs> What's up, man? Dude, I'm just I was just doing the intros you're on already. You, we were just doing Well, jeez, huh? well, yeah. I mean, we're like uh, you know, right into it. Yeah, right out of the gate because I was just doing the intros and I'm like I am so goddamn excited to be back. I really am. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of funny. I'm sitting in front of the board. I'm just thrilled to be doing this again. When so I'm trying to think, what was the last time we did an episode? It was like March, I think. <laughs> I think it was uh March of 2015. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels like it. Um, I was saying on the intro, we went on a sabbatical, uh, whatever you want to call it, a COVID sabbatical. We're back. We're promising back. We haven't been a great voice for veterans, but uh, we're right back into it. So what's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, just still uh, living in uh, in the COVID world. And of course, a lot of stuff's happened since uh, since the last time we, uh, Seriously? we, we did it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and we had a, uh, the thing I remember most about the last episode that we did, Lloyd, was we had a great episode. I mean, we knocked out of the park and I'm like, maybe we should just go out on the high note and, <laughs> and not spoil okay. it. Um, I didn't get that feedback. I said, I thought, I, I think you left note off. Maybe we should just go on high. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Go out high. Exactly. Um, yeah. Hey, so Tom can't make it today, but I, I said also, we're not going to let him get away. We still got our hooks into him. We're going to get him in a future episode. He's coming back. So, uh, okay. All right. Well, you know, we got to have that uh, Navy, uh, presence or, you know, this becomes the all, all air force hour. And that's not such a terrible thing, but, uh, we're probably, no, I don't think so, but you know, uh, some other of our uh, fellow vets might think so. Yeah. We're losing the audience already. <laughs> Force guys took over the damn that's podcast. Right. That's right. We took over the podcast, man. That's right. Um, uh, I've got a few other names I'm kicking around. A couple of them are uh, Air Force guys. We get to call in and get in this thing. So we'll see how that goes in the future. Well, we might want to, you know, consider getting some uh, army. Uh, I'm open to it. Uh, every now and then. I mean, you know, with the veterans groups that you're involved in, uh, I'm sure you can. Uh, find someone who uh, can speak intelligently for their service. Yeah, drum up a personality. I'm all for it. Look at I'm not telling anybody they can't be here. So if you, you're listening and you you want to get on here because uh, we definitely need a balance. There's no question. That's why I want Tom back. He's, he's great. <laughs> he's just great. Um, Excellent. What did you want to do? You want to jump into events or do you want to t- throw some topics out? Or did you have something on your notebook you wanted to start with? I'll... I'll Defer to you. Why don't we uh, we start with events, and uh, we'll see where we go from there, Mike. All right. So I got a couple, and I got one that's um, just burning up my hand that I wanted to kind of throw at you. Um, So Sergeant Dakota Meyer, you know who he is? Marine Corps? 
Seal, right? Was he a seal? I think. No, Marines aren't seals. No, he wasn't a seal. <laughs> um, See, that's why you need Tom here. No, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I was, he's a Medal of Honor recipient. I, I know who he is. I was yeah, just he's joking. one of the most recent uh, Medal of Honor winners. Correct, yeah. And uh, he's going to be doing an online thing um, October 22nd. I've got the flyer. I'll hang it out on the podcast page. Uh, it's at a live online event, and he's going to talk about accountability and achievement. And I read some of the background stuff. Um, this is being sponsored by the uh, Mont- Montachusett Veterans Outreach Center. That's out in Gardner. Uh, it's the part of their speakers series. And I, I just think this is kind of a cool one. This is, um, if you read the background, and I, I already shared the event on our page, um, he's talking about, you know, kind of holding um, not yourself, but holding others accountable in you know, making some kind of achievement. It might be a pretty good thing to tune in on six o'clock on October 22nd. All right. Yeah. That one sounds like a good one. So check out our podcast yeah. page. I think yeah. that will be a really cool one. Uh, yeah. You know, I've, I've talked with some uh, medal of honor winners in the past and um, I, I've never found one who was not a, a, an outstanding speaker and had great ideas to share. Uh, you know, whether it was, um, well, I, the one I tell you, the one I'm thinking of specifically is uh, Sammy Davis, who was uh, yeah. yep. uh, uh, not to be confused with Sammy Davis Jr. Nope, <laughs> but uh, he he was uh, he was a uh, he was a, a Medal of Honor winner from the Vietnam War, and he had an amazing story about uh, you know fighting off the VC and, and using a, a raft, uh, uh, or it wasn't actually a raft; it was a um, uh, uh, a blow-up mattress to go across the river and rescue guys and bring them back. And, and I actually had a chance to talk to him. And I was at kind of a down point in my life at that at, then. I had gotten out of service about a year or two earlier, and I was really struggling to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life. And uh, man, he, he just had such inspirational thoughts and was just so – um, like, Hey, you know, you're going to be able to pull this out. And, um, so, you know, listening to these medal of honor winners, it's always uh, a positive experience. So I, I would most definitely suggest, um, looking that up on our page and, and, uh, finding out what, um, when and how and, and get in there and listen to him. Yeah, I would agree. Everything you said, man, I completely agree. The thing that always strikes me also is, how humbling those folks are. Maybe it's the, um, it's being a medal of honor recipient really kind of just, you know, it's a, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of expectation on people when they meet you And every one of those guys is just very low key, very deflecting all the credit to other people. It's, that's yeah. another thing that's always consistent. I've, I've not found that not to be true, you know, especially the ones who, uh, were involved in a situation where, you know, a lot of their brothers, sisters died. Um, and, and they definitely are, you know, in the mode of, Hey, I'm the lucky one. I'm still here. So yeah, I, I I agree, Mike. I think, I think to that point, they probably, uh, you feel as though you have taken on a responsibility to, to carry forward for all those guys that are with, you know, were with you probably, you know? Um, yeah, I think this is a good one. I'm going to put it on my calendar. I'm calling in and listening to that one. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting speech. I, uh, veterans count. They are up in New Hampshire. They have a couple of chapters all over. They did a, um, 
they do a, a dinner every year over there in the, on the seacoast area. And I, we got invited to one. It was, it was a very, uh, uh, special, uh, invitation that I received through veterans network. And, and, um, Denise and I went up and it was kind of a formal affair. You know, you kind of, I had to get, you know, shave and brush my teeth and put something clean on. <laughs> and, um, terrible. It was, it terrible, was very, terrible the things that Denise makes you do. I know it was very out of character for me, but, um, we did. And, um, I, I don't recall who the speaker was that night, but uh, it was phenomenal. And it was, it was the same thing. Um, it, they, it was a really good speech, and I'll have to look it up and see who the, who the speaker was. But it was it was a little bit of a blend between entertaining, um, as you said, they're traditionally very good speakers. He, this gentleman was really really good. Um, he, he really engaging, grabbed the whole audience, and he, he blended the, the realism, uh, the reality of what occurred, and you know, with a little bit of humor interjected and because it was a veteran already audience, um, the humor was very much geared towards the veterans community. And then at the end, they kind of wrapped it up with a really good point. And, um, uh, I'll have to dig that up and I'll, maybe we'll revisit that on a future episode, but yeah. I don't want, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember who it was, but I don't want to speak out of school, so I'll get it wrong. And then, um, you know, I'll be getting hate mail on the email, so I don't want to do that either. Um, all right, that's the, that was the first one. That was the, the biggest one that was burning out my hand. I really wanted to get that one out. The other one, um, Sarah over at the Drake at American Legion. You know that's my post over there in Drake on Broadway Street. Um, she sent me a thing. They're doing a uh, corned beef dinner um, on the 17th of October, so that's coming up in two weeks. Yeah, it'll be two weekends from now. Um, it's $8 to eat in and $9 to take the meal to go. It's a full dinner from soup to nuts. It starts at one o'clock on the afternoon, Saturday, the 17th. That'll be a good time. Um, they, that, that post is really, really one of the more active American Legion posts in this area. And when they put an event on, they always do it right. So, um, despite all the restrictions and there'll be plenty of room to spread out. Um, you know, you'll have to wear a mask if you go in the building, but, um, it's, Eight bucks, man. I you can't really get a, a corned beef dinner for much less than that in a restaurant. You, this is so put that on your calendar. Seventeenth, it goes for a good cause. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, that just uh, spurred a thought. But go ahead. Yeah, go with it. I, I I'm curious how COVID is affecting these dinners like this in Massachusetts, especially because you know they do limit the amount of people inside and and. Um, uh, you know, I live in New Hampshire, so the restrictions have been a little lessened here. I mean, I, I don't even feel like we're in the COVID world anymore yeah. unless I see masks. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're all over the place. You're involved in these events down in Mass. I mean, how are they really affecting the uh, the, the the outcome or, or really the, the attendance and, and the outcome financially and, and that sort of thing? You know, and I'm just speaking for myself, so I'm not I'm not going to let out any company secrets or any special thoughts. But uh, I'm going to tell you that it's really, from my perception, perception has impacted it heavily, um, particularly the post homes and uh, community centers like that that cannot host large events. They're getting creative, but they're getting creative out of necessity. Um, you know, I mean, just looking at the Drake at Legion, they didn't do anything from like March 
until just recently um, they were able to petition the, the town and um, they had a food serving license and, you know, that kind of stuff. And they were trying to get the doors open to get something in there because a lot of those facilities, um, they rely on those hall rentals and these uh, chicken barbecues and stuff to get their revenue in for the year. The, no, the, they still send the electric bill. They still send uh, the water bill. You know, all those bills yeah, still yeah. keep coming in. Um, and from a from and this was one of the topics I had for discussion. It was a little bit of a spin on it, but um, from a the veterans community, if you're affiliated with that organization, it really has um, become a distant um, a, a distant connection it's not what it was there's no physical presence to go to you've been locked out of the building um it's made you very distant from the other people that you normally socialize with if you're in those types of communities and and that's a real concern and one of the question i had on the subjects thing was is this virtual outreach failing our veterans is it is it connecting all these zoom meetings and all that is it really drawing them in are they just kind of adrift i I think it's the latter and you know, your to answer your question, Lloyd, in Massachusetts anyway, they haven't really done really well. Um, some have been more creative than others, but I think as a whole, most of those um, brick and mortar type of veteran organizations are really struggling to figure out what the road forward is, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. Just when you think, oh, it's going to get better, it seems to step back another three months and another three months. It's always just out of reach, you know. Right, right. We're just going to flatten the curve. Yeah, so, we're stuck uh, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because I, I talked to a fellow vet not long ago who was um, working through the VA on, on some issues, and uh, he mentioned uh, the groups now are all gone to Zoom, and he he's an older guy, and he hates them because he, he, he just doesn't, Yep. He doesn't feel the connection anymore. You know, the, before the COVID situation, he, he would go to these groups and he would sit and they would share stories and, you know, they'd have coffee and donuts or whatever. And, and, you know, they'd feel much more connected. Now he says, um, for one thing, he, he, he's one of, you know, he's a lot of older folks don't like the technology. Right. And that's right? a huge so, obstacle across the board. Agree. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They don't embrace technology and, um, you know, but, but using these, uh, the, these zoom type capabilities, I, I'm not sure if they actually use the zoom itself or uh, a similar type thing, but he, he said, uh, the, the group meetings just don't really feel like they have any meeting. I mean, people are talking and, and he sees heads, but it's it's just not the same. They're losing that um, that interactive piece of it that a lot of these people are looking for. Yep. And I've gone on, and so it's almost like you're you're reading off the script here because um, I have in front of me the new the newsletter released from the VA down there for the peer specialist things, and those were all those coffee listings were as you said they were opportunities to get together there, and they had them all over the place: Auburn, Beverly, Billerica, Haverhill, Haverhill, Plymouth, Lowell, all of those. They're, every one of those on that page right now says virtual veterans coffee social, and I've gone on a few of them. And um, I, I'm not knocking anybody. They're doing their best to create these environments where people can get together. But I agree with them. I agree with everything you just said. It's And I'm into technology, and I find it really hard to connect while I'm having my coffee at my desk in my living room where I used to attend a coffee 
down to Lowell every, uh, as much as I could on Fridays, you know, and it was in a center, you sat at the table and you actually kind of chatted with people. Um, it's different. I don't know how to put my, put a label on it, but it's just really different. Yeah. It's, it's cold and impersonal really is what yeah. it is. It's a, it's a head sometimes sitting there talking, uh, as opposed to, you know, that, uh, that person, especially if it's, um, if it's not somebody, you know, Yes, I think you and I could do a Zoom talk and catch up and chat and uh, laugh and and you know it, it, it would be decent. Yep, it's not the same as getting together, but if it's somebody you don't know, it's it's hard to really gauge um, a, a lot of the body language or you know uh, especially in groups where you can't have those side chats and yeah. say, oh hey, you know I I I don't want to. I didn't want to say anything in front of the group, but I had the same experience and, you know, don't feel bad. Or, you know, that, that kind of yep. kind of thing I, I think is, is lacking. And so um, I, I like you embrace technology and I love it. And there's certainly a place for it. I've been working from home since March and I love it. And I'm able to do my job, the vast majority of it mm -hmm. from home. But when it gets to the personal touch, it's missing. And I hope that we don't get away from that, and especially with the older vets, you know, the the Vietnam vets, and uh, well, even you know now even the Desert we're Storm, de Desert Storm. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, I got a I got a buddy of mine who's uh, about 15 years older than us, and uh, well, actually about 10, and uh, he'll use the technology, but not a fan, right. not a fan. So um, uh, he's you know he's a veteran. But so there's got to be that balance, right? Yep. I, I don't want to see the the uh, the Gulf War II guys and the, the OEF OE, OIF folks sit down and and you know have these groups uh, in person uh, or or not have them in person and get to build relationships because when you click hang up, you hang up. That's yeah. it, man. So yep. there's none of that side discussion, and so. There's got to be a, 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 a way to balance. I, I know the VA is using uh, uh, Zoom or something for um, like um, therapy appointments and med checkups and things like that. But Yeah, and that's uh, a little different, though. That's one-on-one, -on -one and right, it's right, for a very right. specific purpose. So I think it works there. Um, I yeah. get exactly what you're saying. Even though you see the image on the screen, you don't get that ball – interaction you don't pick up on the cues or just have a feeling like you're making a connection with people in the group and that you want to come back and do it the following week you know right well i, I mean I, I just use an example right let's say you know back in the day when we were freshmen in college and and say we had zoom we never would have built the friendships we built exactly. through uh through our our school and rtc if we never really saw each other in person, yes. right? It'd just be, you know, sitting in your basement, you know, and your, <laughs> your mother yelling down to you that the meatloaf is ready. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. It, it's, it really, it, it, it's, um, it's a great tool, but once COVID's over, we got to get back to the in-person outreach to the, to our fellow veterans and, 
sitting down with them and sharing experiences and building those bonds and friendships and because those things can never be replaced by technology. I just wonder how many people are going to be uh, there, you know, are going to be so far to reach that we're not going to be able to get them to get them back in. You know, I'm concerned about that because we're talking, you know, we were talking a couple of weeks, a couple of months. Now we're talking better part of a year. That's a lot yeah. of time to be disconnected from your community. That's a lot of time. And the other side of the technology thing, Lloyd, is um, I think it's disappointing that a lot of these organizations that we were just talking about and not talking about specific posts, but organizations like the Legion, veterans councils and commissions in the area and whatever have um, not embraced technology. They've just suspended meetings. And I think that's you know, at, at first I get it. Okay. It was, we didn't know how long this was going to be. Everybody was locked down. We suspended everything, but you got to start using the technology. You've got to begin meeting again to keep these organizations alive, to pump, to pump blood into the organization. You know, um, think about a business. If a business was still just shut down and not making any attempt to go forward at this point, you might as well close up your doors. Right. Yes. No. Exactly. This. It, it, it's. You got to have the personal touch. You got to be. It, it's got to be more than a, a thirty-minute uh, tele telecon or or video call because there there's always that social piece of it that comes out that is the really important thing. I I do an annual meeting every year or two, two of them actually uh, in my job with with our our foreign military partners and. The meetings are great, but the most of the important stuff happens in the halls mm-hmm. and in the bar after. Um, and it, it's a similar thing. You can't build those relationships and the trust and and the friendships through an electronic uh, system, right? It, yep. it, they're not lasting. They're you know, someone disappears and and somebody probably doesn't even really know. You know, if somebody doesn't show up for a meeting two or three times in a row, I, I don't. I'm not going to notice on Zoom because yeah. there's so many. Uh, you know, especially if there's you know 15 participants or something. If I go to a meeting in person and someone's not showing up regularly, you notice, and then people start to go, "Hey, what's going on with Billy? Let's go check on Billy." Um, you know, well, let's it, let's it, not it, even say not showing up. Uh, you go to a large meeting, like. Look honestly, admit it. When you call into these bigger business meetings, sometimes you're not fully engaged. You're dual tasking. You're kind of muted, and you're off doing your own thing, and you're just kind of listening in on it. And yeah. If you were in yeah. that room, you wouldn't have that opportunity to do it, you know. But when, since true. I find myself doing it all the time, I mean, I think almost every meeting I'm in, I'm muted and I'm dealt doing something else. I'm just listening to what's going on, and then they call me, and I got to go run back and unmute and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I agree," <laughs> and then to go back, you know. I don't know how I ever catch up on watching cartoons. Uh, <laughs> mute myself. Uh, we laugh, but it's true, man. It really is. No, I know. Um, I know. You know, there's two sides to this technology thing. One, we're losing. Uh, like you, everything you just said, we're losing. We're maybe not connecting the way we did before and maybe not efficiently. And the other side of that is um, we're missing an opportunity to do business because simply because we can't be in the same room, use the technology and find a way to move the post forward. 
you know, um, or whatever it is, the commission, the the council, whatever. I see sure. some starting to get around to it, um, but man, it's been eight months. Get if you aren't holding meetings now, you can, I, I, what's what are you waiting on? <laughs> really, what are you waiting for? You're waiting for the the for the curve to flatten, Mike. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> and the, the, the you know, I I. You know, I, I I don't want to get into my opinions on the, yeah. the the COVID necessarily. That's not what we're here for in this podcast. But, Agreed. But um, yeah, it it's not. It this is going to go on for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to end anytime soon. It's not going to end the day after the election. It's not going to end the day after whomever gets sworn in as president in January. Um, you know, my my uh, work was told to plan on teleworking until uh until probably next summer so that's what they're uh they're projecting so um you know these organizations got to start working around it there's no way there's no reason you can't have a meeting and wear masks and socially distance that's right right Right. so um i mean yeah, yeah, the great the the Lowell Council, the Lowell Veterans Council, recently had their first meeting back. It was an in person meeting. Um, they, you know, they had kind of haven't taken advantage of the technology, but now what they did is they moved to a larger venue and they spread out. You know, which I thought was brilliant. You know, if if we had we had such a commitment that we had to actually be in person, which I think it's advantageous to do that periodically. Um, you know, it's a very creative way of saying, hey, we're going to, we have to meet, we have to move forward. We're gonna, just going to get a bigger venue. Everybody said it, you know, it was like you were sitting in this big room and it was really weird. You know, you like two people at a, at a table at a 10 person table, but it worked, you know, um, that's what you got to do. You got to be creative. Um, you know, I'll call, I'll call out Shirley. I think it's Shirley. Uh, there's an American Legion post out in Shirley Air that has been running like uh, chicken barbecues all summer. Man, the, those guys are the most creative guys because they're in Massachusetts where everything's locked down and they're doing it in a parking lot and you drive in on your car and they give you, you buy the chicken barbecue and they give you this like to-go container. Brilliant, man. They didn't, you know, they're not giving up. They're out there doing it and um, good on them. I, I'm really impressed that they're able to draw some type of uh, revenue by doing that. It was really creative of them. And I think other people are starting to take notice and follow suit. Excellent. Yeah. You know we're vets, man. We we adapt and overcome, right? right? What did we learn in the service? Exactly. I, I mean, you know, you adapt and overcome, and and uh, that doesn't you don't lose that when you walk out the door and take that uniform off. Nope. nope. And that's what we always we always hammer that, right, Lloyd? We uh, I mean, not just you and me, but we the, the community hammers that and said, hire a vet. These, this is what they've learned. They have they come to you with these skills, with leadership and adaptability and creativity and get the job done type of stuff. Well, just you know, we're in these organizations. We have to we have to do the same thing. We yeah. We, we can't just say hey, you know, we're going to close the doors and sell the building. We got to do the same thing we've been taught to do when we were in the service, when we were active duty reserves or guard, whatever. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, how many times? You know, you've been deployed. I've been deployed. You you get out there and you, oh, we we forgot to bring something, or yep. you know, or we find out that conditions aren't what they were supposed to be. We we adapt it. That never happens. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, that never happens, right? Right. You, you never show up at uh, in Korea in the winter and find out that your uh, cold weather gear was left in Alaska, <laughs> right, or sent to Alaska. Um, exactly. No, you know you. Um, 
you adapt and overcome. So COVID is the same thing. It's a challenge, right? It, yep. it, it's, it's a, in some respects, it's a domestic war and, you know, so figure it out. Yep. Yep. Completely agree. Yep. Uh, that was a good discussion, man. I think you nailed all the big points. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't add anything to that. You, you, you nailed it again. Um, hey, before we uh, wrap up, I'd like to, uh, I did want to put a shout out though, um, not to change gears on you, but uh, do you know Steve Cunningham over at uh, National Flight Simulator in Manchester? Have you ever run into him at all? I do not know the gentleman. Uh, super nice guy. I mean, uh, they don't make him any nicer than that. He's an Air Force veteran. Um, he was I named. Like yeah, I know. Me too. And he he uh, in. So in 2006, he started this thing down in Nashua, actually. It's called National Flight Simulator. Um, met him then. I really thought he was a super nice guy. He stayed in touch. Every once in a while, I get a a, a, a card in the mail, and it says, please come teach for me. <laughs> He's still trying to recruit me uh, 14, 15 years later. But he, um, he was named uh, the New Hampshire Veterans-Owned Business of the Year this year. And I just wanted to shout out to Steve. I know he... Probably doesn't listen to the podcast, but um, I know I reached out to him already. Yeah, congratulations, man. That is super impressive. So uh, he had, they had a big ceremony for him this week up there in Manchester. And uh, because we were recording this week, I want to throw it out. Yeah, that's great. And I, and I wanted to say that uh, one of my suggestions for our future podcast was to bring in veteran-owned business owners and let them talk about their business and give them some free advertising or, or let them talk about uh, if they're hiring, let them uh, throw that out. So I'm going to start working that for our uh, next time. I actually have a, a friend of mine who is a, uh, uh, she owns a uh, woman's uh, small veteran owned business and see if we can get her to come on. Well, that's, that sounds like a great idea. I think, um, yeah, I think they, let's run with that. I really like that idea. Let's do that for a future episode. She's Air Force too, so oh, wow. you know, we, yeah. But we got we got. I tell you, I I am all in on um, on the you know. Let's get people calling in or or guest uh, guests from from every branch of the service, even yeah. the Coast Guard. Yeah, as much crap <laughs> as they get, you know. Um, you know they are they are an important part of our uh, of our national defense and our team mission. So let's get them in here too. Yep, I agree. Um, I, I think we're we're missing an opportunity if we don't bring them into the podcast. And we claim to be the voice of the veterans, so it's more than just you, me, and Tom <laughs> for sure. That's it. That's uh, it. I agree. Yeah. Hey, dude, I appreciate you calling in tonight. Um, we just we had to get it back out on the air. We did it in really strong force tonight, and um, I really appreciate that. I'm just so happy to be back on the board. I really, I really yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Like I'm, I'm always thrilled to do it. And um, you know, I mean, we've been trying to hook up and do it in person. Yeah, this is kind of a hey, let's just get it done kind of thing. But I, we really need to figure out a, a night where we can. Uh, sit uh sit in the studio and and do this yeah because you know you talked about um you know to kind of put a little bit of an icing on your discussion we lose some stuff through technology the i noticed doing all these podcasts when we're in studio the vibe is completely different than not that there's anything wrong with calling in but when we're all together in the room it, those are the you can just feel it it's palatable it comes right through the microphones i'm sure it does 
I almost feel like breaking out into We Are the World. <laughs> Would you settle for our, uh, for our theme song instead? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks again. Um, it was good to hear from you. You did great tonight. <laughs> this was the Veterans Assembly Hall podcast. That was Lloyd. Uh, I'm Mike. And the other guy's Tom. He's just not here tonight. So thanks for listening. Have a great night.